It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. News Podcast presents Brett Baer's All-Star Panel. America's got to be in the lead if you want to deal with these threats. We're going to lead. The morning is over. The shiva is done. And if you're a conservative, you should be optimistic. You know, my main priority right now is making sure that it delivers for the American people. Yeah, the president sounded like he's concerned about it, but no specifics, no change in policy. We have to make our country great again, and I will do that. I think the president gets criticized by people all the time for the stuff he says, by people who ignore what he does. Now, Fox's chief political anchor, Brett Baer. Democrats are hoping to have a deal on their spending bills, infrastructure bill, and the social spending bill as soon as the end of this week. West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin stated Monday that he would be open to taxes that would ensure citizens paid their share to help pay for President Biden's Build Back Better agenda. Though no deal can happen without all 50 Democrats in the Senate on board, and Senator Manchin would only make 49. Meanwhile, President Biden visited Kearney, New Jersey, Monday, hoping to gain support for his infrastructure agenda. You hear these numbers, 3.5 trillion or 1.75 trillion? We pay for it all. It doesn't increase the deficit one single cent. So let's get to work. For this and more, we'll bring in our panel, Republican strategist and former campaign manager for Senator Scott Brown, Cullen Reed. Democratic strategist and syndicated talk radio host Leslie Marshall and White House correspondent Jackie Heinrich. Jackie, it seems like this back and forth has shifted. You know, we've watched it day to day. Uh, Where is it now? I mean, they seem closer. However, the pay fors for this package have shifted so much that you wonder if you lose any votes just by that. Well, you know, as they say in Washington, Brett, nothing's done until everything is done. And of course, the pay fors have been a contentious issue. Uh, the White House has been selling this as having uh, a total cost of zero, despite the top line number. Uh, at this point, the negotiations put it somewhere roughly in the two trillion dollar range, although it's more likely to land uh, a little bit below that. Uh, regardless, though, uh, this cannot get done until it is all done. And there have not been agreements on some of the programs. The president wants to have a vote on the bipartisan bill, hopefully done before he leaves for the G20 on Thursday. For that to happen, there has to be at least the framework of the reconciliation, a a formal agreement among all 50 Democrats for this to happen. The president does not want to go stand shoulder to shoulder with world leaders with nothing in his pocket. So there's a lot of pressure. But realistically, we have only until maybe Wednesday for that to happen, for the president to go to the Hill and do the you know dog and pony show to say this is, this is a win and this is a, an achievement of this administration. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, and that's interesting. You know, I, I mentioned on Fox News Sunday that the 
cart before the horse comes in, in that just like in Afghanistan, where the administration wanted that announcement of an American withdrawal on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, they want this climate change social spending bill to be in the bag to announce or to talk about in Glasgow at the climate summit. But the details are the tough part here. Um, And Leslie, you know, it's possible that this is a giant legislative jenga and you pull out one block and the thing comes tumbling down if you're if you're going to tax just 700 billionaires to make up this money in a wealth tax unrealized gains that raises all kinds of questions and sometimes moderates have a problem going down that road in something new that really hasn't worked in any country very true. When you talk about Jenga, that's a, a very good description, especially if you look at uh, Senator Cinema and Senator Manchin. Senator Manchin is more hung up on some of the uh, money involved with social programs and especially climate change. And Senator Cinema has been very vocal in her opposition about a hike in the corporate tax rate. That's really been a main source of funding in this legislation. Uh, but Speaker Pelosi, who I, I really trust uh, leading our party in the House, she said losing that would not stand in the way of raising tr- roughly $2 trillion needed to pay for the programs. They're looking at an array of options uh, in, in the spending bill, even without the corporate tax rate hike. Uh, better tax enforcement, a so-called billionaire's tax that you talked about. It's not the only tax. And the international tax. Um, and and, and I, I think that this can work. I mean, what, what we're hearing from the billionaires out there, uh, they're very supportive uh, of the expected uh, plan uh, for Democrats to tax uh, the billionaire billionaires out there. George Soros is just one that's come out today in, in favor of that. When you look at well, those come that on, are Leslie. voting, I, mean, I think that of course, George you, Soros is going to come out for it. I mean, of course, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, just, there's you know, a, as I 699 other billionaires that, that maybe, maybe don't have a problem that do have a problem with it. And, and the critics of this, including like Mitt Romney and not not out there on the right, uh, but they're they say, you know, listen, you're you're going to teach people to pull money out of the market and it won't be working in the market to the benefit of all people. And those billionaires are somehow going to pull it out and put it offshore or invest in something else or buy a painting or do something else. Yes, that's true. But we need to get over that. We need to get over the finish line. And, you know, they're not going to come up with the original number they wanted, but that's common legislation, legislation, whether, you know, Democrats or Republicans are in charge. Um, I've always said, Brad, I, I've said on your program, even here, I think climate change should be separate. And I think at the end of the day, we're going to see a more uh, uh, conservative, if you will, uh, Democratic faction, the centrists, the moderates like myself uh, win on this as opposed to the progressives. And that's mm-hmm. what we're seeing as we come closer to uh, that finish line. We're also hearing, like Janet Yellen said, we also have to put this in perspective. This is this is happening over the course of a decade. Right. And. You know, and obviously concerns about inflation are driving the day. If you look at the polls, um, a lot of people are concerned about that as we're adding more money into the mix. Um, Colin, I, I, I don't sense that, the, you know, for all of the exuding confidence and every time an administration official comes out and we're very close, uh, I don't sense that this thing is all wrapped up. At least that's what I'm getting from Capitol Hill. 
You know, I, I certainly agree with that, Brett. And, you know, Jackie made the point that the administration really wants to have a win next week for their international trip. And I think that's right. But I also think the other thing driving the timing here is next week's elections in Virginia and New Jersey. Uh, Joe Biden right now, President Biden is in Hudson County, New Jersey, uh, selling his Build Back Better plan. I don't think it's an accident he's there because all of a sudden that gubernatorial race has become closer than anyone thought. Uh, down in Virginia, uh, Terry McAuliffe is basically begging his party leaders in Washington to pass the infrastructure bill, the smaller infrastructure bill, so he has something to run on. Uh, because these both of those campaigns have run into the buzzsaw that is the malaise of the Biden presidency before. So they really need a win. But yeah, the, the pay-fors seem completely murky. All of a sudden, this wealth tax idea just fell out of the sky. There's a lot we don't know about a wealth tax. It's never been implemented anywhere in the world. Uh, it's constitutionally dubious at best. And then the projections I've seen is even if it were implemented, it would raise between 200 and 250 billion, uh, nowhere near the two trillion mark they, their need for. So all these funding sources have just gone, gone, have just dried up because they can't get their party to agree. I mean, the one thing we do know about a wealth tax is it's enthusiastically supported by uh, Elizabeth Warren, which as a Republican and a conservative is always bad news. So I have a hard time seeing how you're going to get uh, a bunch of moderate uh, senators on board with something uh, that seems like it's really, really a Hail Mary at the last minute. Yeah, I mean, I will say that when it comes to taxation, uh, the Constitution gives wide berth to Congress. And and while it hasn't been tested in the courts and there are questions about how it would be implemented, like who is making the assessment of how much wealth and how much each person has, um, you know, there are lots and lots of questions that obviously could be challenged. But, you know, it, there's a wide berth for uh, for Congress here. And the other thing is. Uh, they are trying to find something, Jackie. And um, this administration, as you know, being seated there in the White House briefing room, has had just a, a, a tough stretch, probably a good month of uh, tough stories that have, have built up. I mean, tough stories, tough polls. I mean, especially when it comes to uh, even the most recent issues like supply chain and inflation. Uh, it poll after poll just shows that this president uh, is struggling, even among some critical groups who are typically reliable uh, Democratic voters, black voters, independents also. Uh, and and the numbers on the economy are, are really causing concern as well. When you have people saying, you know, 83 percent of voters saying that their grocery store costs have increased. According to the latest Fox News poll, majorities of voters are reporting things like empty shelves. So they're looking at their lives and they're looking at their what's happening on TV and they're saying, what is what are Democrats getting done? And has has this time that, that has passed produced anything? And so far, the president's coming up empty handed and that has become toxic for Democrats running for office, as you guys mentioned a few moments ago, especially in New Jersey and, and in Virginia. And it's funny because the White House today, as the president goes to New Jersey to promote his plan, they are insisting that this is not uh, a campaign stop for uh, Governor Phil Murphy, despite the president's endorsement of him. But yet tomorrow, uh, the president heads to Virginia. That will be a campaign stop for uh, Terry McAuliffe. There's a dead heat race there. And those elections are both considered a bellwether for how Democrats are going to fare in the midterms. At the end of the day, does having, you know, appearing on the same ticket that you know, the president is on, it has run on, same party, does that become um, helpful or harmful 
to any Democrat running it for office in 2022. Uh, yeah. Funny enough, though, the progressives still say that there haven't been any mistakes yet. This was not a mistake. Staving off the vote on the first half of Biden's agenda that could have passed back in September. They think that this is all just fine. But remember, all those people come from deep blue areas and the folks who are in purple districts are really starting to get antsy. Yeah. And, you know, Terry McAuliffe, to Colin's point, is one of them uh, who desperately wants that infrastructure deal done to tout something on the campaign trail, which is extremely tight in Virginia. You know, interestingly, Democratic uh, finance guru uh, who's been in several administrations, Larry Summers, um, tweeted out when the Biden administration formulated its budget in February, it expected two percent inflation in 2021. I was warning about inflation. Their forecast is no longer operative. And to his point, Leslie, is, uh, you know, you have the Treasury Secretary saying we're looking at 5% uh, for the next year, maybe into next year. And uh, expectations are even more disturbing as you go down the road unless it's it's curbed somehow. So that's, you know, when we talk about tax, that's in and of itself a tax on people who do make under $400,000 a year. True, but it also, those kind of numbers, and when you're having those kind of headlines, make something like the wealth tax uh, more attractive to the majority of people who are not the top 1% and 2% and would not be affected by it. They do have the feeling when you look at polls, let the rich pay more. And, and the reason for that is uh, you know, they have been struggling and many continue to struggle as we're not truly out of this COVID-19 uh, pandemic yet. You know, y- y- You have to look at um, you know, if we just look at some of the wins in the past, Brett, for Democrats have been really pushing home the point about income inequality. And, and that's something that doesn't just, uh, you know, uh, fall on, you know, ears on the left side of the aisle, but the right side of the aisle as well. There are people across the board that feel, yeah, how come, you know, the, you know, these rich people are getting richer? How come the rich people have all the power? How come the rich people, you know, are making all of these decisions? Um, I also wanted to touch upon uh, just very quickly uh, infrastructure. Um, we also have to look at a- another date, and that's October 31st. And it's not just because of elections. Uh, that's the day the Highway Trust Fund authorization uh, funds the federal transportation infrastructure. That's the expiration date uh, for that funding for that authorization. And that's why I think another reason the House Speaker is stressing the need to pass this by Halloween. Yeah. Guys, let's hold it right there. We'll continue after this. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Colin, um, we are now looking at several polls that tell the same story. Uh, For example, just out CBS News, 60% of Americans want President Biden to pay more attention to inflation. 57% of Americans want him to pay more attention to the U.S.-Mexico border. And there is a constant theme in these polls that especially independents think that the Biden administration is looking at things that they don't think are as important as the things that they are thinking are important. 
I think that's the real challenge that the Biden administration faces right now, Brett, is a lot of these issues that we're talking about are not partisan issues where Republicans have one view and Democrats have another. Uh, the ability to uh, put gas in your car or to heat your home in winter or to get Christmas gifts on time before supply chain issues became this. These are real life, everyday things that really resonate with people who aren't following the ins and outs of every political drama on, on, on Capitol Hill. And I think the problem for Biden is he needs a win, a quote unquote win, but the win he's pushing is a three and a half trillion dollar spending bill that in my view is gonna make a lot of these problems worse because we already have an inflation issue. Why would you artificially pump $5 trillion more of money into it? So you talk about polls. I was in New Hampshire last week. There was a stunning poll that I saw over the weekend. It was something like 52% of Democrats in the first in the nation state of New Hampshire are unsure if they want Joe Biden to be their nominee in 2024. I mean, that's pretty shocking stuff. And I think the other thing is Joe Biden, every presidency has ups and downs, to be fair to him. Uh, but I just don't think Joe Biden has shown the political skill or savvy that a Barack Obama or George W. Bush had when they can kind of ride those waves and, and regain their footing. Uh, the, the town hall uh, last week was uninspiring, and he, he really needs to get out there and sell this stuff. And uh, like I said before, he's in uh, Blue County. He's in Hudson County, New Jersey right now, a, a county he won by 50 points last year. He's not exactly preaching to the undecided. Uh, and uh, that's that, I think, is the biggest challenge, is whether or not he can reverse this tailspin. And right now, he hasn't shown the political ability to do so. Leslie, let me just ask you one thing really quickly. And just to be fair, totally, what is going great for this administration? <laughs> it depends on messaging, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what is going great? How about this? What's going really well? What's going really well is that we are having more people vaccinated and we are having dropping COVID cases, dropping numbers of people in the ICU and dropping numbers of death with COVID first and foremost. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And then, you know, that there has been some fits and starts, though, Jackie, about the booster shots, about messaging on COVID. Uh, but for the most part, the numbers are still heading in the right direction. That's right. And and also the administration tends to uh, point to COVID as a reason for some of its failures. Uh, look at the supply chain issues. They, you know, despite having begun their focus on these bottlenecks months ago and convened this task force to come up with some resolution, it, it took, you know, weeks and weeks to get any sort of agreement where then they could put in motion some steps that would hopefully produce results months from now. We're talking early next year. But then the administration will point to, well, this is a global issue. There have been closures in factories in other countries where we're manufacturing the most vaccines. We're getting them out to other countries and we're, we're addressing that issue uh, on that front. But, you know, the president also does still need to get something done that he campaigned on. And I think that what one thing that Democrats realize is that the midterms are going to be very tough for Democrats. Just statistically speaking, it is more likely that they lose the House than not. And so in all likelihood, the president is only going to really most likely sign into law uh, this infrastructure bill, the bipartisan hard infrastructure bill and the reconciliation package, the social spending. His other big initiatives do not have enough support in a 50-50 Senate to get across. You're talking about things like voting rights and immigration and gun control. Those are all, for all intents and purposes, dead in the water. So you're seeing now 
this push to get something done. And the White House has begun discussing it as no matter what happens, it will be historic, even though we started at three and a half and we're going to land somewhere likely below two trillion. It's still going to be historic. They're going to be pointing to, you know, the first ever's type of programs, paid leave, um, pre-kindergarten, those kinds of things. There are some issues that are still up in the air, especially over Medicare expansion. That has a lot to do with this uh, sort of battle between progressives and then Joe Manchin. The pay mm-hmm. fours are still unresolved, but the White House is going to be looking to these sort of legacy forming things. And I think that's why they there is a push to get it done, but they also want it done right because this is going to be the president's legacy. Yeah, I, I just don't think we can get the cart before the horse here on um, getting it done because there are big hurdles still, even though everyone thinks it's coming to the end at the end of this week. But we'll follow every little bit of back and forth. The tough part for this administration is when your messaging is not the best from the president of the United States nor the vice president of the United States, then you're in search of a messenger. Um Okay, panel, thank you so much. Here's a bit of presidential history. On October 28th, 1886, President Grover Cleveland unveiled the Statue of Liberty in New York Harbor. Lady Liberty had been a gift from French citizens to America in recognition of the two countries' commitment to liberty and democracy and their alliance during the American Revolutionary War. President Cleveland proclaimed on that day that liberty would magnify France beyond the seas. The dedication was followed by a fireworks display and New York City's first ever ticker tape parade. Though it wasn't until 1924 that the Statue of Liberty became a national monument. That'll do it for us this week. You can hear more of this series at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Make sure to leave a rating and review. We do want to hear from you. For Colin and Leslie and Jackie, I'm Brett Baer. We'll see you next time. the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.